0: Hey guys, Pete Comerford, Mike Bolton. The Metal Guys. Podcast number two, The Metal Guys Talk Business. How are you feeling about pod number two, Mike?
1: Positive. I was really nervous last week, honestly. I had right really sweaty palms. <laughs> I did. And I feel I was, worse this week. Do you? Yeah, yeah I was
0: alright the first week.
1: Yeah, last week I was proper sweaty about it. I was just like, oh my god, I was really worried. And I thought when it started going out we started sending it around to people, I was like, Ooh, I wonder what people would say. <laughs> but...
0: You know, they said it's, I been, did... it's been slightly better than average.
1: Oh, yeah, they said I was average, so I'm quite happy
0: with that. You know? <laughs> uh, we'd like to say thanks to those that did listen to the first podcast, particularly those who kind of gave some feedback as well. Um, that was good of you. Um, if this is the first time you've listened to the podcast, cheers for uh, dropping in. Um, don't forget, you can help us out. You can rate the podcast on Apple. That really helps us. Um, if you do want to subscribe, if you like what you hear, then whichever you preferred. preferred. Streaming services. Subscribe on there it means you won't miss an episode. Contact us on LinkedIn. That's an easy way. If you're not already contacted or connected with us, um, in the podcast information, it's got our um, our unique LinkedIn ID. So add us up on there. Drop us some messages um, because we're interested. We're interested in starting a debate and seeing what you guys think as well. Now for podcast number two. We have got a couple of topics that we want to look at. Um, the first one and the main one for this is the role of business development. Um, during obviously the issues we got with COVID 19 and obviously post, uh, but how businesses might have to change that kind of business development angle. Um, we're also going to talk about how important men might think pressing the flesh is and actually physically meeting people and what doing did, deals with where them. Where
1: do you get the sign of pressing the, fresh, uh, flesh? pressing the flesh? I've never ever heard anyone use that. Where's that okay. come from?
0: Um, I've heard, I've yeah, I've heard it for years. Oh, yeah, maybe it's just yeah, me. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure other people have heard it, and others are thinking, I don't know what you're talking about, Pete. Yeah. Sorry for interrupting. <laughs> it's quite all right. Uh, and finally, Mike um, has just dropped this on me. We're doing a game. Oh, um, this is—is is the... it just for me or now nah, people can will be able join to join in? it? Join in, but
1: this is like I'm expecting this to go viral. Oh. <laughs> I'm expecting this to be like on Groupon for about ten pounds, coming up to Christmas. <laughs> Secret Santa what, for the stockholder what, industry.
0: What what's What's the game? In a nutshell, in a sentence, what, what am I doing? A stockholder, what well, that was
1: called at the start, and what they're called now. So they've either been brought by a group or they've been rebranded. I'll give you an example. Dampstow. What are they called now in the UK?
0: Oh I know, then that's uh where Nichols is at. it's NIMO. NIMO, yeah. Or Nemo. Yeah. Or it some, Nymo you pronounce I used it, to
1: call it? it Nemo and then that's like a fish, I got, mate. Oh, yeah. It wasn't a <laughs> friendly
0: till, fish. Yeah. <laughs> Start with Mike. Um, business development—that's been a big part of your role or your career in the metal sector. How do you think things are going to change?
1: Well, I think there's like four areas if we break it down. I've been thinking about this all over the weekend of how yeah. how it potentially could change. Yeah. Um, and I can see kind of I say that I said four, five actually. Sorry, yeah. five areas. I think Skype and Zoom calls are going to be really important. Mm. I know a lot of companies have been doing it with their with the teams of you know colleagues. Yeah, like um, the furloughed staff as yeah, well. Yeah, furloughed staff. Them. Yeah, but also getting to speak to the customers and finding out what's going on there.
0: Yeah,
1: webinars. Yeah, um, and I'll go talk about a bit more about webinars and what I mean by that shortly. Have
0: you been on a few, haven't you? I have, yeah, and I yeah.
1: found them really useful. Um, marketing um, through LinkedIn. I mentioned it briefly last week. I think there's a lot can be done through uh, LinkedIn, and it's free. Mm. Mail campaigns using uh, Mailchimp. And the other one, the fifth one. Which is your favourite one, which is the website, which you're really passionate about yeah. because your website, when you used to work at Stock Services.
0: They did well considering we spent no money on it, but we just did a bit of work.
1: And it was a fresh approach, yeah. So I think if we start off with Skype and Zoom calls, yeah, like we said, a lot of people have been using them within the business, interacting with peers and so on.
0: And just their mates, like you must have done it. Yeah. Just catching up with pals when you've been stuck at home for Two months or whatever.
1: It's been underwhelming how many of my friends have wanted to Zoom call me, Pete. Have you, have I mean, you not done one? I, I've just like, it's just been too much, to be honest with you.
0: All oh, right. I've done a couple of centurions on it. It's been great.
1: I think I've spoke to, spoke to probably about three of my friends. I've realized actually how many friends, proper friends, have actually got through this. Yeah. What a bloody shame, <laughs>
0: <laughs> So how, how do you think uh, businesses are going to be able to adopt that? Because obviously it's it's all well and good talking to your pals, but... Yeah. You know, if you're talking to someone who's busy at work, how are you going to get them online?
1: This could easily become a system that's used for overcoming issues with quality. You know, like say there's a problem you're having within your business. Mm. Get on a Zoom call, they'll visually be able to show you. But it can be a lot more than that. Like you don't want it to become that's that's what you're using it for. Your quality managers use it, yeah, the problem solver. Mm -hmm. You want to be using this as an opportunity to create a need to get someone to log on and take up, you know, 15, half an hour of that time yeah. for it to talk about potentially you giving them a sales pitch really.
0: Because we think business development managers, because like, they're stuck at the moment, aren't they? They can't go out on site. People are stuck at home. A lot of them are still furloughed, aren't they? Because it's like, well, we can't yeah. really do anything with them because their job, job is almost um, it's almost redundant at the moment, isn't it? Because they can't physically but do it. If you look at it, when I was at BDM, I'd be out three days a week
1: going to see my appointments, going out. But also then you'd be on an industrial estate. And on in every industrial estate, it's a sign with twenty leads on. Yeah,
0: it's right. I once
1: asked a bloke that, "What's on every industrial estate?" He said a burger van. I was like, "All right, fair enough." And that was the interview <laughs> that was. Can't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> and anyway, they um twenty leads, and they used to take a picture of those, and you'd follow them up, or Find you'd it. go around the, the industrial estate. And sometimes you just walk in if yeah, seeing, you see know, the
0: doors are open, aren't yeah. they? And you can see a bit. But
1: of also, heart, if you have see a bin full of like stainless steel swarf, you're yeah. like, "Well, that's nice." You know, go yeah. and have a look at that. So that that isn't going to be able to happen at the moment. You know, there'll be some companies where they won't mind you going in and having a meeting because they've got the right protocol in place to be able to have that. There's going to be a lot where your company might not want you out on the road. So, getting people involved in a Zoom call, creating need. So, if you've been speaking to your prospect accounts where you was you was going quite nicely with them, coming up to March, then it's died off. Use it for a time to re-catch up with them. Where are they up to? What projects have they got going on? Because if you were speaking to a lot of, say, catering, the catering industry, where they were supplying restaurants, the hospitality industry, they're they're really going to be struggling at the moment because nowhere's open. Nowhere's having a refurb, uh, you know, of doing a pub up or doing a restaurant up at the moment. You know, it's, it's, it's going to be tough for them. So they might have diversed their business of going into, say, like making hand sanitizer pumps. You know, seen a lot of those on LinkedIn over the last few yeah, weeks. Absolutely. So speaking to them of how they're changing, what's going on with our business, what processes do you have within your stockholder environment or subcontractors, you know, who can offer value to your material mm. to make your end users life easier because yeah. they've got people on furlough as well. So they've got reduced time. They don't want to be spending, you know, the, the lad's first part of the morning, cutting up, cutting up bar sheet plate twice of his time when they've got reduced staff. So offer those processes, webinars. And what I say about webinars is when I when I worked for a company, we had open days. Like Where you was know, the UKF did them quite. Yeah. We did them, We probably had about two a year. You know, and they were really successful. You know, you'd have about fifteen, thirty people coming, and you get an opportunity to show them your your you know facilities what right. you've got to offer your processing centers your stock range how you how
0: a stockholder environment works how did you like try and get people to get in the car drive up come and visit like how, what what we, was it you were doing to sell that we just made people aware of what we were trying to do and invite them up right and It's like
1: the old days with like the BDMs. BDM, I used to love being a BDM because I'd get myself out of the office for a day. I'd go and see people, go and have a chat with them, see their manufacturing sites. You know, I was a bit geeky. like I used to like seeing how things were made. And it's the same with purchasing managers. They want to know who they're dealing with. And if there was an excuse for them to come out of the office for the day and see how you was getting on. How you do that now with a webinar, you know, the thoughts I've got in my head and, you know, I don't know how practical they are, but for the companies I worked in, it could have been practical. Mm -hmm. You have a bit of the warehouse cornered off You've got, you know, all set up with your camera that, that is live. And you start presenting them and showing them a little bit about your business. Have, have a video done yeah. of your company. Give them a virtual experience about what you can offer. Yeah. You know, have a clear message about your, you know, your structure of what you're looking to push, to portray
0: out there of what you, of what you're about. Yeah. You know, well, I remember, um, a good point you made there. Cause I, I did quite a few years back. I had a company from Dubai that contacted me through my website and give me a couple of inquiries. And I remember, didn't inquiry, followed it up, got some feedback, didn't get the order, got another one, another one. I think, and I'd done like say three or four or something like that. Um, and then I phoned the guy up and just said, look, you know, I want to get some proper feedback rather than just emailing back and forth. Um, because I couldn't believe that my prices were out. You know, I'm selling, I'm buying direct from the mills. I know I've got a good price. I had a
1: few quotes off you, Pete. I can believe that you're out on price.
0: Not (laughs) a chance. Not a chance. But, um, (laughs) What what was interesting was he was saying to me that he could get it elsewhere or whatever. And I think he, he kind of implied that maybe I was just trading the materials. I don't think he believed that I had what I was showing on my website in stock. So I just FaceTimed him. And this was when like, FaceTime FaceTimes quite nice, a long time ago. And I had a chat and I just walked into the warehouse, similar to what you were saying on maybe doing a webinar. If you put a video together, you could show someone a walk around virtually. Um, and I just showed him and we had goods in. We got like... 20 or 30 tons worth of material that had just arrived that was being unpacked. So we could see all of that in goods in. You could see all the stock range that was in there. I got the forklift truck out and we opened some of the, you know, pulled some of the bins out so we could see the stock materials. And straight away, he thought we were a lot more credible. And I think for some of your customers that already know a little bit about you, you always get that time where you talk to them or you meet them and they're buying something else that you could do and they didn't realize that you did it. Yeah, so you absolutely. want to show them and I think... As much as a webinar, it might be people are frightened of me and thinking, oh, yeah, it's easy to say, but it's difficult to do. But if you don't have a try, you won't know. And I picked up an order straight away from that client. And we got, you know, we never did loads with him. But, you know, we were picking up the odd, like, two grand here, four, five grand well, order. You've done more than you would have if you exactly. would have tried. just just by getting him on camera but, and just having a wander the around. The
1: fear when people do things like open days or webinars is that, what well, if not, not enough people want to turn up? Yeah. The easy thing to that is, is you just say to people, We've had an overwhelming amount of people who registered with us. We'll look to get you on it's on the annoying. second one. Well, you have to. You can't turn around and say, I don't have a lot of interest, can you? But you just if you say that, you know, you can book them in for the next time yeah. and you can follow up and you can speak to people. But at the moment, there's still an opportunity to develop new business. Another one we mentioned was marketing through LinkedIn. This is a big one for me because I see a lot of people in the stockholder industry. Because
0: you never even had LinkedIn before we started working together, did you?
1: No. You weren't
0: interested at all. It was only me. I set him a chat. I set Mike a challenge. I said, "Right, I want you to get five thousand connections in four weeks," and he got twenty (laughs) thousand.
1: Yeah, and that's stupid. (laughs) But yeah, I'm not. I'm not a big fan of social media. So, for personally, but I think for LinkedIn, as what I've seen over the last fifteen months of it, is is that you've got a lot of people who are an audience Mm. of your. Of of engineering, you know, I've got a lot of engineers. What I see going on LinkedIn, yeah, um, as well as stockholders as well, obviously. Um, but the marketing side is is done poorly. In, in and, the, and what I mean by that is is that there's a lot of different messages that are given out. There isn't a clear message of what you, what the business does. You know, because there have say you might be connected with say some customers connected with say 10, 15 people from the same group, yeah, and they're all giving out a different message. And it's got to be clear, what are you What are you doing? You know, like you've seen like last year where you've seen people developing new machinery. And then, then put it out there. What is it that it does? Show pictures of it working, videos of it working, the quality of the finish at the end of it. Not just on the machine, at the end of it. Look at this quality piece of tube that's been done. Or look how we've cut this bar and how clean the cut is. Look at the value that we offer. You know, mm. like you're a one-stop shop. You know, it's, and it's gotta be, it's gotta look the part when it's done. Like, cause a lot of times, without going on a bit of a rant mm. here, is that you see a beautiful piece of tube that's been laser cut or, or bar that's been lovely finished and it's been bored out. And then it's in like these pallets that look like, like crap. You know, yeah, look like crap. Yeah. And then they've got like on the side is the operator's it's desk mess, where he's it? working. He's got like a really inappropriate calendar. He's got his 20 B and H silver and a pack of pickle monster munch. And you're like, look, you know, like a so good tasting increase. you know, if that gets that, yeah, if that gets like lights by say 15, 20 people and it gets shown on our network as well, it might be a customer who's looking at your business and judging and going, all right, not, you know, the judging, it's not the right impression yeah. that they want. So everything's got to look good. You know, get pictures done by a professional photographer who's taking really good that you can use the same images over a period of time for a mm. campaign. Um, and that brings on to the next thing, really, which is mail campaigns, which you've obviously done a lot with, Pete, over the well, times with stock services.
0: Yeah, we used to use – I mean, most companies will use mail campaigns. Obviously, you mentioned MailChimp. There's other you know, providers, but that was one I used, yeah. um, and I know a lot of companies do. And what I liked about that was the analytics of it, so you could send a campaign out. But going back to what you were saying about marketing and how you can incorporate that into your mail shots – well, you know, sometimes you notice opportunities. And I think within your business, sometimes you might be on the desk selling something and you you spot an opportunity and you sell something and then you go and speak to the manager and you go, actually, we might be able to make a bit of money here if we try and do this. So we noticed that we were getting a lot of inquiries for uh, when I was doing fittings and flanges, things that were like non-stock items. So we built quite a good relationship with mills to be able to get in unstand, like non-standard, I mean, obviously, they're standards because they're to a specification, but there's stuff that wouldn't ordinarily be on the shelf day to day. So we found that we could build a good relationship with an air freight partner, bringing those materials quickly. And we started advertising it. So what I was doing was every time I got an order like that, I used to post it on LinkedIn, picture of something big or unusual and say, I've had this. It was 10 days or 20 days delivery. And I'd say what the stuff was. And over time, that started to then generate some good interest. And then I started doing mail shot campaigns where, again, I took really good images of of materials that were coming in and I just steadily started to promote over two months, three months, six months, whatever, these kind of special jobs where I was making good margin. But because I was consistently doing it, and then I was consistently started to get orders, you'd get more and more and more orders. But also it was and the it, same message that correct, you Correct, it, it was the same message over and over. So we used to do a campaign, and when we do a mail shop, we'd have three topics that we'd talk about in the mail shop, and then the next mail shot went out, we'd have the same three topics, but we might just reverse the order round and we might have an image of one and not the other. But we do that over a period of time. And then once we would kind of saturated that we've done enough on that mail shot, we might drop one out and we might bring another one in, or you might drop two out and bring another one in. But consistently, you were just churning out a consistent same message. And I think, you know, we've spoke about it a lot. I think we might that there's a lot of people in companies and if they're not, kind of told I mean you can't tell people and say well you can't do this on your LinkedIn but realistically if you've got a strategy and you're saying we want you to post about this you can do it in your own way and be creative but Let's have a strategy for the next month of these are the things we want to push, and next month we're going to push something else. And I think if you can market like that, use LinkedIn, maybe start doing some videos, and then use those mail shot campaigns effectively, you will start to reap the rewards, but yeah. you can't expect it just to happen overnight. And that's right.
1: Also, like on your LinkedIn as well, if you have your company page and you go on to viewers, you're a member, and then you go on tools, you can invite people to your company page. We've mm-hmm. probably all seen people... Inviting, inviting, inviting. but That's also engaging people into your company page. Yeah. Now, when you're, you're writing something out, tag your company in. So people click through and then see what your company page is about and make sure that's been posted on, you know, a few times a week and keeping that update. Mm-hmm. The last one um, is websites. And for you, um, you know, obviously your website at Stock Services was very... You know, advanced ads. I mean, that's how I found you. That's how me and you become connected, is that I search because I needed some half-inch Shed 80 free uh, 316 seamless pipe. And it, that's how I that's how I found your business, really. You I never gave quickly. me
0: order, though, did you? No, Do you? remember?
1: No. Like I said, Pete, that's what I could understand with the bloke who said you was out on price.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was back to back in that one, yeah, yeah, back to back, yeah.
1: Said you had it in stock on your website. But, but you know, yeah,
0: I mean, we we use the website. When we first set up stock services, we tried to do a few things slightly differently. So we had a system which had intelligent code, so we didn't have to learn product codes and things like that. Now, I know there's other people who've got these type of systems now, but some companies still use these archaic systems, like almost AS400-based systems that are just so unuser-friendly, and you have to learn codes. All our codes were intelligent. But what we wanted to do was then be able to put all our stock range on our website Now, a lot of companies get scared of that because they think, oh, if someone comes on and it says I'm out of stock of an item, they won't give me the inquiry. I'll be honest with you, that could happen. They might not do that. We used to have it the other way around. We used to have things on our
1: websites that we didn't do. You know, we'd been disconnected, discontinued, but no no longer did it. And we used to have have a saying where it's like, we've got staplers in our brochure, but we don't sell them.
0: Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. But now, you're right, but we we found by showing our stock online and doing it with you know these long tail keywords where we'd put in specific product landing pages for all of the products. Now it's, it's, trust me, I've done it. it's a massive job to sit there and keyword it all up and do your Christmas tree with all your different parameters and going down from different categories all the way down to products. Yeah, it takes a lot of time, but we used to get really good engagement from people and we were constantly getting every single day new inquiries from people and a lot of them because other people who've got websites will know you get inquiries from certain places and they're just a waste of time but you can tell the different ones as you start doing it more you start getting companies come on and some of our best accounts were ones that we never cold call we didn't know anything about they came to us through the website gave us inquiries we then built a relationship with them and it's like it's like your silent salesperson they're there like 24 hours a day, seven days a week selling without you knowing about them. Regarding the website, you know, of the
1: way it was, it, things are going. Obviously we've done quite a few over the last few months, which is e-commerce roles. Yeah. Do you see that an e-commerce um,
0: system? Do you think that will be more popular yeah, after yeah. this or what people have learned from, from this? Definitely. Definitely. Because there's so, certain. Like, we're talking to companies now who are saying they wish they had an online ordering system, you know, because with all this, I mean, look, I know the, the situation's random with what's happened here. But some buyers, especially smaller business owners who are trying to juggle different jobs and they're having to do the purchasing, they don't necessarily want to do their buying between 9 and 5, Monday to Friday. They might want to sit down and think about what they're going to purchase late on an evening. Now, you might have um, an agreement with them or a structure in place. But it might be that if you've got lads coming into the works... Uh, or girls coming into the works early doors, um, say 6am or something like that on different shifts, if they're placing an order at 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock at night, and they've got a great price list, it might be that you can get those jobs out that day. You might be able to pick that order and go, well, actually, we're doing a run today. Yeah, maybe we can't guarantee it, but you've got the opportunity that someone can place an order, request the day, and they might get you know a next-day delivery, but they might have given you the order outside of core office hours, now, if you've got that opportunity, if you know if you've got that available to you, and your competitor doesn't, it doesn't always matter about the price. Then,
1: nah, so sure, you know,
0: sure. and it, then if you can tie in your system and build it over time, and go, well, we're not just going to supply. It might be that you're big in angle or sheet or bar, but that that consumer might be buying welding consumables. So you go and. Go, go and get a deal with someone who's doing welding consumers put that on your website as well that person can add it on you might do high-vis jackets you might do well, you know boots or clothing or something you can start sticking it all in on your website you don't necessarily have to have it in your own central stock you just keep bringing that in in a small volume and you just build it up and it's just a tag on to what people are already buying it becomes just a one-stop shop which is the old cliche of it yep. but I do think that websites need to be looked at because so many metal and engineering websites if you look at them they're shocking they're just it's literally like a leaflet there's no engagement there's no way you can talk to them. a lot of people's websites have just been done and never been refreshed be refreshed have they
1: you know and um your website really needs to be updating all the
0: time it should be a reflection of your business as well and i think you know you look at some of these businesses and they run you know they've got these great they might have approvals with aerospace companies and they've got to jump through all these different hoops you go on their website and it looks like it was done in the 1980s it's, it's terrible really so i think you know some of these things we've suggested them I and you might be listening and thinking well what, what do you know really or yeah that all sounds great but i think you've got to look now and think well things need to be done differently with business development now, we need to look at other ways of developing our business rather than just the old-fashioned, there's a rep in a car who turns up, drops the brochure off in a bag of cookies and then thinks they're going to get all the inquiries. So I think, you know, using Skype, trying to get people engaged like that, Try maybe trying a webinar, you know, looking at your marketing, looking at your mail shot campaigns and how you're doing those and the consistency, but also looking at your website. There's five areas there That really can be discussed over the coming weeks, months, but then a strategy needs to be put in place to get those things, you know, get those things going. In my opinion, anyway. Obviously, you know, when you was business developing for stock services, I mean,
1: you was a different level to me because you you were obviously a business owner. So you you obviously wasn't out as much as I was, but when you did go out. How important was it for you as a business owner to be sat in front of your customers or prospective customers face-to-face?
0: Well, that's what I was saying about pressing the flesh. I think it's really, really important. Now, when I was meeting people, like you said, I was going out because I wanted to do a deal with them or I had something specific that I wanted to talk to them about where I was thinking, I can, you know, if I go and meet this person and I can talk them into doing something slightly differently, that could be worth hundreds of thousands of pounds turnover to me. So I used to go out and do meetings. I used to tell people, almost set an agenda, say, this is why I'm coming out. This is why I want to talk to you. Is that okay? And then explain roughly why I was coming out. So then it was almost like a bit of a done deal before you'd go out. But I think sitting down with someone, going out and maybe having a bit of dinner or having a couple of beers with someone and really getting to know them personally outside of work, but also then having the conversation about work was hugely important and that's why I think it's so it's such a relevant issue now for business owners to, to make sure they can kind of replicate that if they can't physically go out and see them do you think that way of you know, that doing business is,
1: is like how it used to be where it's hard to do like I'll give you an example you know when I worked in big groups we used to have like Used to have to do an uh, compliance test every year, you know. Mm. You wouldn't be able to go and take customers out, or you know, it was you know, you, you couldn't have that kind of yeah, yeah. relationship. It
0: was like a bribery and corruption thing, yeah. wasn't it? So if you I, took someone, we for couldn't a do that. Of I also
1: found him towards the end of doing business development, it was very
0: hard to get appointments
1: for those kind of meetings that you're wanting, really. Mm. But you know, I used to lead generate through cold calling through the office of looking at industry sectors, you know, maybe it was. Looking at boiler manufacturers and seeing where how tubes being used there, and looking at the processes that you could do on on that, and then you try and you'd go and try and sit in front of them, and they'd be interested because you know they wasn't getting perhaps cold called as much as catering manufacturers yeah, or, yeah. or you know engineering companies were getting called up every They're day just by stockholders. Yeah, so you'd have interesting conversations. You'd go now out have a meeting, you'd have a valued meeting, but then I'd have other ones where we used to have like garbage accounts for automotive tubes where. The business owner was there and he'd have his, have his dog, you know, and you'd, like, you'd almost be brushing yourself down afterwards. And those kind of companies, you know, like, yeah, they were still important to be going to visit because they were still a 10 grand, 20 grand, 30 grand account and it's nice. But at the same time, you know, try and actually develop new business, new business that's going to make a difference each month profitable to to the each month of your figures, mm. you know. There's not too many of those around, is there? So it's like, it's very, how, how do you, do you not think kind of the role of the BDM is kind of changed? Because I used to find it quite hard to be out three times a week. You know, sometimes, yeah, you know, I'd just be like, I'll be going out for the sake of going out.
0: You know, I still think there's definitely a need, but, obviously, but I I just think, I do, you know, I, when you're going back to like the, the question you're kind of asking about, is it relevant to go and speak to those people and, and, and meet them? Like, yeah, I think it's massively important. I mean, you've told me before, you know, you've lost contract orders over two pence a length or something, like yeah. or two pence a metre or something. And, you know, you've looked at it and thought, well, I'd have done that. But, but whoever's making that purchasing decision hasn't called you back. Now, sometimes, yeah, they can't do it. It's literally whoever gives the best price, they get the order. But sometimes it's not just about the price. It might be about the service or the delivery time scales, or it could be that, you know, they're going to be first on the round or something like that. So every time they place an order, they're going to get the delivery at 10am the next day. So sometimes if you've got that personal relationship, and that's why I think pressing the flesh is so important. That's why we're talking about this really, because of I think how key it is. That's sometimes the thing that gets you over the line. That's where you can ring someone up and be like, look, I know that I've, I've put this price in, you know, how am I looking? And they might give you the nod. They might just say, look, if you can just do this for me or if you can just slightly drop that. And sometimes I used to do it and say, well, what's the bottom line? Where do we need to get to? Okay, well, you just tell me, right, whatever the bottom line is, if I can do it, I'll just do it. And then I'd put the price in. I didn't care if I was making a loss on two line items because I'd make it back somewhere else. As long as the bottom line worked for me, I didn't care. But that was the benefit of having that personal relationship with someone, which was more than just some bloke who's just ringing up.
1: Yeah, no, no, I agree. I, I mean... I think for your existing customers, those kind of relationships are great. Um, the new I mean, ones
0: even more important. Yeah, no, no,
1: of course, of course, it's that, that's what I'm trying to say. Like the new ones, those kind of things of where you're going to take a call off off a competitor. Like really, you're going to be very lucky if he lets you like, like if you do dock this off, you can you can have it this time. I mean, it's it's always hard to win a call off anyway, you know, especially for the first time because they're trusting you, they're moving the supply chain. Yeah, um, so it's. It is difficult. I'm just, I, I personally think like this is these zoom calls now. I've been able to do it. It could be a thing of, it should uh, become the norm. It could become a norm. Yeah. yeah. Because sometimes you drive like, I remember I'm driving like four hours sometimes to go and see like a key meeting and it was great. But if I could have had a zoom call now, you know, being confident to just go, right, I'm going to invite someone to a zoom call. This is what I want to discuss. You want to discuss this with me as well. We're going to have half an hour yeah. talking about it. And you're having a chat about it. Then if it needs to be, a, you know, go down in a couple of weeks, at least a note is good. Because yeah. sometimes I'd go down to these places and they'd spend like 15 minutes with you or something. Oh, you know, I'm really busy today. Sorry, you know, I've had this coming. You'd be there. And you have like, i spent four hours, you know, all over eight hours in a day. And I've had 15 minutes with you. Like, really, you know, I used to think of it, I could close you over that. I could have done this over the phone. Yeah. But I was comfortable enough to be able to do that on the phone. Because... Not all places. You should just let you walk around the warehouse. You know, I remember when I first started. I say, "Right, try and get a tour around the warehouse. See what else you can do. See what else you can do. Can you offer? You know, what's your headache within your business Oh, this part here? It's a right nightmare. It takes so much time. What can we do? Can we? You know, could we laser that? Could we? Mm. Could we offer something? But really, like people, my reaction to buyers. Maybe it was just me. Maybe it was my technique. You know, I've always thought I was more comfortable selling on the phone. I've said that to you many times. Yeah. When you're going out, I prefer you to go out than me because I feel I'm more comfortable selling on the phone. But People didn't necessarily want to show you, give the whole ground tour of the warehouse and sit down, have a coffee. I just found that that time had changed. So I think these Zoom calls could be really beneficial, you know.
0: So, what's this uh, game, Mike? I know I've done question one, but what's. Uh... Right.
1: A stockholder, um, what they was known of before they got brought out or taken over or rebranded yeah okay okay so obviously we've done damp and now they're pneumo
0: okay i right okay so i need to get a bit of paper no 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 so i'm uh, gonna keep notes
1: so that the first one is tube sales there was known as tube, tube, tube sales. sales what are they known as now
0: um <laughs> <laughs> i have to push you <laughs> tube sales um i don't know that should be easy tw metals Tube. Oh, God, yeah. I went and saw them.
1: Tube sales. Are. See? <laughs> yeah. The next one, then. Yeah. Pipe and Tube.
0: Pipe and Tube. Uh, I don't know. Bentella?
1: Yep. Sneak <laughs> <laughs> nice. that one out.
0: Nice.
1: I don't reckon you'll get this one, but yep. we'll have a go. Bako.
0: Baker. B-A-K-O. I'm
1: not the best at spelling, Pete. Yeah. I just know it's called Baker.
0: I don't know. I'd never heard of Baker.
1: They were Blackbird Metals.
0: Blackbird. Oh, before RB. Oh, now, yeah, we're now writing so they've had three names, yeah. Okay. <laughs> You'll get this
1: one. Harvester.
0: Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's compo, Your dad worked there, didn't he? He did, yeah. Many years. Chorus. Chorus.
1: Now, I I got this one wrong. I, had to, I Googled this and then I had it wrong. Okay. Uh, I'm guessing it's like British steel, maybe? Yeah, that's exactly what I thought it was, but it's not. It's tartar oh. steel. Okay, wrong. Vernon Stainless.
0: Vernon? Yeah.
1: Oh. Vernon Metals. How long ago was that? I don't know. That's before my time. I only know this one because yeah. on the system it used to be the old name. So if you created a customer code. Oh, you had to keep it? You had to keep the code. So these, this one was always down as Vernon oh, and right. it was ASD in Blackburn.
0: Oh, or well, Clockner as it is yeah, it's now. It's Clockner now, yeah. I wouldn't have known that. Um,
1: metal fast. Yeah. I'll give you a clue on this one. I'll work for this company is the new name.
0: Metal fast. Um, we well, obviously worked at Benton. I don't know. Tisson. Yep. <laughs> what's what's the, and again? Then, um, got four. the last one was down. Yeah, so you got 50%. There you go. I've got one for you. Go on. Then. Uh, I think they used to be called Perryville limited. Perryville. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to get that pay. Yates and stainless. Oh, you even heard of
1: Yateson? I've heard of Yateson,
0: yeah. Aren't they like Yorkshire, way. They're in Bolton. They're right Bolton. by Amir Khan's gym. I've seen oh. him outside in the car park flipping tyres when I've been there. And they're good for bevelling ends of pipe, if you need to bevel your pipes. Fair enough. <laughs> Interesting. So, look, thanks for listening to the second podcast. Um, as we said right at the start, if you'd like to subscribe so you don't miss out on an episode... Please do so. Um, if you can share it with other people in the industry, we'd appreciate that. You know, we're trying to grow it at the moment. Um, and if you if you like what you hear, then obviously you can give us a rating on Apple. That'd be really helpful as well for us. We'll be um, recording another episode next week. Thanks for listening,
1: and we'll see you soon. Take care. Bye bye. What do you reckon?
0: Well, oh, that was all right.